Allianz. Supporting all 32 counties through the Allianz Leagues. There's a small bit of a needle there. Now, come on, Mayor, you've got to get Andy Moran into the game. We're missing what the show. We're missing what the then show. we're no longer the whipping boys of Munster. Hi, ladies and gents out there. Uh, hope you're all well this lovely uh, dry and clear on your uh, Monday morning, uh, day after Mother's Day. Hopefully you all looked after your women very well there, lads. Um, final round of the league. Just to apologise if my sound is not as good as normal um, after spending the bones of a thousand euros with Mr. Rafe Rocco uh, in Harvey Norman in Limerick. I'm not working today, Rafe. Rafe. You'll have to come out to me because the Wi-Fi seems to be fine and I'm on the phone, so we'll manage away. Delighted to be joined uh, by De La Salle's finest, Mr. Derek McGrath. To get that, we've Derek, we've already gotten the Kilkenny, Cork, uh, Tip, Galway last week with Searle. Um Who else? Uh, well, Limerick. Was, I'd be given. I'd be given the clear poor mouth, uh, and now we're getting the Waterford side of things, so, and we'll get the Dublin side of things after too, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> I know you'll, you'll be facing into action. Yeah, you'll be facing into action there very soon. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, no bother. Are you out this week, Darren? The twenties? No, that's that. The, the Leinster championship is not starting until Easter weekend, so it's actually three weeks. Three weeks from three weeks from yesterday, from Saturday. We last Saturday, if you like. So around Robin, Galway, Wexford, Kilkenny, and regardless of how you go, you're back in a quarter final or a semi final. You know, so okay. And why why would that run different there than Munster starting next Saturday, sure? No? Yeah, not sure. Actually, not sure. Uh, there's kind of a two sections there. The Offaly will actually, you know, have a very good minor team from last year and and Leash, etc. They're in a they're in a, a group two, shall we say, and they'll play off another round robin amongst what 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 are perceived as the weaker counties, if you like, the four top counties in Leinster, if you like, Galway, Kilkenny, Wexford, Dublin. As I said, the perceived as stronger counties. They play off with each other as well. So I have no idea why it's actually a changed system. I'd imagine it's something to do with provincial council kind of, you know, kind of just decision making, I suppose, at provincial level that they wanted to keep it as per, per the norm, if you like. Okay, okay, okay. We'll get back. We'll have a chat with you about how that's going. And actually exciting for Dublin to have the two managers from the 2017 um, final in charge of their teams at that level. It's, I think it's a great move by John Costello on the board there. Forward thinking and in a time of transition, I guess, for Dublin. So good stuff. Lads, um, final round, nothing happened that was too unexpected, except Mark, you could come up tennis and at your ease get a draw with the B team out. And, um, you know, we just left there shrugging our shoulders, not really sure what we were after seeing. All I saw was uh, Cork of a lot, a lot of players. <laughs> I don't know the B team no Dale but I suppose it's nice to think that there was nine fellas started just for the that haven't played for the county at the senior level so far so that's obviously a very positive thing but I think what we've seen from Pat Ryan already this year is that those lads are putting up their hand for a place for the championship come five weeks time so I think there's um, like, you know depending on how the injuries come about like I mean Dale if it's given Tim O'Mahony I think it's supposed to be back next weekend. Um, Shami came back this weekend and went back off again, so he's 
obviously going to be out for another couple of weeks now, which is a major concern. Patrick Hogan picked up an, a, an injury against Limerick in the first round, hasn't been seen in four league matches. So it's it's really hard to know what um, what's going to be available to Pat, but I suppose we all know that injuries are a big part of the game now, and um, the only crowd that all seem to be getting any injuries at the moment is Limerick, because I see my Casey's back over the weekend again after having a cruciate. So, I mean... Like whatever they're doing down there, whether it's the water they're drinking or the way it's they're on, they don't seem to get injured too often down there. But there's a lot of there's a lot of other counties that players are dropping like flies. But nice to get a result, I suppose, Anthony up there. Um, even though I think we could have done with a bit of air at the end of the game by all accounts since Connell the hands point seems to have been definitely over the bar, but was we avoiding no. we wouldn't we'd still we'd still be happy with the draw, Anthony. We wouldn't complain. Half half a loaf is better than no loaf any day of the week. I was right behind it because I go over there with the great unwashed in the shed, the north stand, and I was right behind it and it was definitely a foot wide. But the umpire, of course, was standing out from it instead of right behind the post. And right. no, the, okay. the guess thing about it was no cockfella complained, really. None of the cock players, <laughs> the fair players went balubas straight away. That's fair enough. But, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was... Yeah. I was saying it in the piece today. There, it, it, it was nice hurling as a cork lad coming out behind me. And he says, "It was great stuff, Anthony, to watch. Like, would not at stake." And uh, I said, no. "Did you think so?" I said, "Because yeah. all a bit challenge matchy for me. Like, you know, it was a yeah. puck for you. Yeah. Now, the, the huge consequence for Claire is David Fitzgerald's silly, maybe well, I, a little half silly, silly with." Yeah, well, uh, kind of a swing and, and, and looks like now Baron an appeal that he will miss the Tipperary game which is just a monstrosity of a loss that's what I'm led to believe now uh, what, yeah well I, 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 I yeah I got it checked out this morning and, and here now is the strange thing with um, between Intercounty and Club right he actually is suspended for the next match which is the championship match but if that happened at club level he'd be suspended for the next league match in the same competition which is pure madness to think that in the same game of hurling, that we have two different rules depending on the class that you're playing. So the club player, just to, to confirm what I've been told, if that happened in a club match, he'd miss the next league match or the next game in the competition. Right. Whereas at inter-county level, he, mix, he misses the next competitive match, which to me, that's a very, very heavy price to pay, particularly when the game was over. And like, there's no one, listen to me. David Fischel is a fantastic player. and He's had, he was a fantastic last year. He's been mm. brilliant for you. I don't understand so late in the game when fellas be slapping out. I can understand a few digs maybe at the start of the game when fellas are sorting, sorting themselves out, marking their patch. But so late in the game, you've got to know the consequences. And once you raise your head, sorry, raise your hand above the, the, the shoulders of any player or you interfere with a helmet or anything like that, it was a slap. And I think there's a wrongly reported. I don't think there's a slap for Harley. I thought there's a slap of his hand or something like that. that yeah, Robert, Robert, Downey, Robert Downey seemed to have him by the, the neck with the, of the jersey, you know. And whether it was an attempt yeah. to shrug him off from that, but he he was animated, all right. And as Brian was quoted afterwards, I guess it's when there's a bit of uh, rough play going on like that, somebody can be perceived, perceived to be the bigger aggressor. Uh, but from Thomas Walsh, I didn't expect to see a red coming for that because he's he normally, you know, he likes a bit of rough and tumble. And, uh, I know, but I suppose Anthony, he, he, but, but Anthony look, looking at the television last night, he definitely struck out and hit him across the head, the head, like you know, like 
Look, you, we all see the rugby matches, fellas get very hot, like, and they catch each other by the by the collars, and they give each other a couple of digs under the by the collar. But you don't slap out with your hand, and that's that's the biggest problem. Is it's very hard to to get away with that kind of a, an incident, you know. And I well, have sympathy for them, but at the same time, and we've we've mentioned this already in the, on 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 the pod a number of times that there is Ill, Ill discipline out there, and the days of getting away with that kind of stuff are over because. You know, it's been televised. A lot more kids are watching matches, and you've got to be sending out the right signals. That, that like you see, you see what happened in the minor match in 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 Dublin in a couple of weeks. By there was a free for all. You can't have that stuff. Let's go down into club level, and it has to be stamped out at the end of county at the end of county scene straight away. As far as I'm concerned, no, we'll do anything now to just to quell. No more mention of rugby, right? Uh, first thing, mm-hmm. and the other thing, uh, you couldn't yes. compare. You hey, could compare hey, young player hey. getting stitched with with what happened to Robert Downey now. You know, in fairness. Well, I know I know. Come here to me. Hey, we're after just winning our fourth Grand Slam ever as a country, right? In, in 150 years, and you can't even just tip your hat to the Irish rugby team to say fair play to them. Because, you know, Adela, I've no doubt you've come into company with a couple of those rugby fellas down through the years. And I'm sure there's a few of them probably listen to the pod and will you'd never know. You might have one of those cups or plates down in Morty Browns before the year is out. But like tip the hat to Johnny Sexton, beat Ron Nogara's all time record. It's just a fantastic week for rugby. And then you pick up the examiner, your 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 crowd, the examiner, right? With a lovely picture of the under twenties. And where the big issue I can see as four GF is sitting here today is what is the GA doing to promote hurling in this country? Because the rugby are certainly doing it. The under-20s have won the, the Six Nations along with the senior team. Like, if you're a kid now at 12, 13, 14 years of age, and you're decided on whether I go rugby or whether I go GA, I can tell you the rugby the rugby is a long ways ahead of our fraternity at the moment. Are you finished? Yeah. No. I'm saying no more now. I don't want any. I don't want any. Their silverware here, Morty's. I tell you that much. I did. I we did a special. I will say this: uh, Orla's home for the weekend, and and she usually makes most of the calls about the the policies in the pub. And she went four euros a pint of Guinness, uh, right through the Six Nations games on Saturday. And uh, do you know what? There was a few extra bodies around the place, hungry enough too for the old euro off, like you know. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, yeah, I, I, I kind of watched a bit of it. All right, yeah, it was, it was a, it wasn't great. I didn't think, to be honest, just the poor old stuff. But, <laughs> <you know. laughs> um, well, after yeah, come here, after, yeah, after, after, I have to say that winning the twenties as well down top of it is, is really putting the, the, the thing in it. And, and they used to be complaining there a while back that Limerick, Hurland was kind of destroying Munster that Kyle Hayes and all these players would be definitely playing for. Uh, Monster, if they didn't pick hurling, like you know, so TJ Scout are getting it right anyway, in fairness, and uh, that's the reason why I suppose they're going for four in a row. Uh, Derek, oh, were no. you in action yesterday? Did you see action? Were you in, were you in Nolan Park or were you in Parnell? Or no, I, I, I would tell you now, Dublin had a challenge match yesterday morning under 20s, and I was involved with that, so I listened to Kilkenny Radio and Waterford Local Radio on the way back from, from Kilkenny and Waterford. Can I just say one thing about the rugby? I know you might like this now, but uh, um. Two things, I suppose. You hear all week about the emotion of the occasion, and without knowing anything about rugby, there was definitely evidence that there was nervousness there in the in the performance in the rugby in the first half. And I just 
the other element is the GA element in, in Sexton's interview afterwards where he talked about how proud he was just to play for his country and when you listen to that and I know the two boys are big into the horse racing there and I've no absolute affinity with the horse racing whatsoever my, my late father went to Cheltenham for 15-20 years in a row I'd say he actually met TJ there a few times without ever introducing himself he'd say to him he'd come home and say to me Jeez, I saw TJ Ryan the Limerick manager the Limerick player I saw Jimmy Barry Murphy I saw Sean Vaughan Bernock he he was staying in the same hotel as Sean Bourne Bernock, and that was his kind of claim to fame. And he come home and tell me about it. But but I suppose the emotion of sport and you know Henry the Bomberhead, I don't know anything about racing. But we were all kind of touched by the Trish family down here in Waterford over the over the winter, if you like, and over the autumn. And just to hear the class of the man in terms of the interview, the emotion of it as sports people, I suppose, as opposed to GA people. I just thought that was hugely significant. Everywhere you went in Waterford. They were talking about real pride of Henry de Bromhead and his family, as they always have anyway. Even in school now, the boys would have remarked, you know, some of them might have been in school with young Jack there when, when he was in primary school in Butterstown. And just the real kind of what it can do, I suppose, sport at every level. And just, be, you know, I just wanted to get that. When, when you mentioned the rugby, I said to myself, geez, I must, I must say that about the emotion of, of the whole occasion. You know, what it felt like to be to be Irish on Saturday, which I know you're having a bit of banter about the rugby and a bit of crack and all that, but it, it definitely... It definitely kind of it felt like kind of a GA occasion in many ways. Not, not you know outside of the corporate probably world associated with perhaps the tour, but it's it felt that the players were putting it all on the line. If you like, I think that that has to be acknowledged. You know? Yeah, yeah. In fairness, you you can actually you can when we go to Cheltenham at the end of the show just to warn our yeah, on yeah, yeah, our yeah. non-racing people and the people that accuse of us of promoting uh, gambling. Mm. Some fella had a pop at us again last night with all he, all three followers that he has. Jeez. Um, you can pop out there for that if you want. There's no, yeah, there's yeah. no problem. You can go back to class there or whatever. But uh, yeah, the two buckos were over there again, sir. The, the information that came back, Derek, was just incredible. Like they were sending on tips every ten minutes. Not, we will say that yeah, they hadn't time yeah, with all yeah. the meeting yeah. the celebrities over there. But um, I I just saw the deferred Sean, uh, Derek. I actually yeah, was that I was that tired. I fell asleep for the Sunday game. Now. Maybe it's just the fact that the football was on for so long. Uh, <laughs> but I caught I caught a few of the highlights this morning with, with Ursula and Joe. So um, it's the modern world we live in. You can catch a lot of stuff uh, later on. But um, switch to Nolan Park, obviously having to give up home home venue because Dungarvan wouldn't take the crowd really, I suppose. But um, kind of, you'd have to say, fail to ignite or, you know, scoreline alone. Is unusually low for what you know we'd have um, at this level now. Do you know we're looking at the, the Limerick scores regularly, what they put up, and you know the two twenty again yesterday mm-hmm. against Wexford, and obviously Clare Cork was high scoring, but as I said, very loose. Uh, just to touch on that, Mark Harnady was on checking fire before he went off one three got already, and do you know, do you know it was very good as well, Mark, because we didn't really talk about it. We can go back to that party power. I like to cut him inside. He 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 doesn't need too many chances. Definitely to put it over or under the bell. No, he, he's a ball, he's a very ballsy player now. That's what I would would say about Paddy. Right, he he'll have a go. Do you know that kind of a fella that like if there's a thirty percent chance that that he'll get it, he'll have a cut off it. You know, whereas other fellas sometimes might give it up, like and just say I I have no chance of going for that. But that's two games back to back now that he's played very well uh, in. And and, and, I, and I, look, the big thing is into me. Pat Ryan is getting the most out of what he has. There are young lads putting up their hand every day for a starting 15. And 
you know, whether it's going to be this year or next year, surely the the efforts that are going in and the talent that's look, uh, we have had reasonably good underage success in the last four or five years. We're just hoping that it'll click at some stage. I suppose the concern for me is that Seamus Hamlet, you know, came on against Wexford and once it turned again, but he certainly steadied the tie and probably got the Cork team over the line against Wexford later on and then started yesterday and was really, really impressive. They're like, like Seamus in the twilight of his career now. And I'm just wondering where the golf is with the current players, the new lads that are coming in to his head, the experience like Seamus Hannity, that that golf has to be has to be bridged. That if he makes that impression in a short period of time, how good are these young fellas? And are we, are we in for a rude awakening when the championship actually comes around? That's the concern, I suppose, that I'd have. And that's, you know, you'll be looking for form, or you'll be looking for class, you know, if it turns out that we're relying on him to carry the can again, well, then how good are these young fellas that are coming through? And that's the question. And that's why Cock are actually delighted to be going away next weekend to play against Kilkenny. Because I think they'll get a real, you know, they'll get a real match. And I think it'll have a championship player to us. And I think we'll know a lot more about our younger players next weekend going against a, a team like Kilkenny or in the All-Ireland final last And if you look at it, like both Tip and Cork, the two teams that have probably invested most time in the league this year are coming up against last year's All-Ireland finalists, Limerick and Kilkenny. And I think both Tip and Cork will be delighted to be playing against both those teams next weekend because I think they'll find out an awful lot more about their team for championship. Yeah, um, and that is, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's where they want to be, I guess, the four teams. Limerick, maybe the lesser, but they're just playing that well with the squad rotation and everything. Did you get to see the third show, uh, Derek, of Watford, Kilkenny, or the Sunday game or that? I did. What I watched both. I just found the two free takers got scores, and then a couple of the Watford lads, I think, got two points, and then it was just ones. And the same with Kilkenny now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Billy Drennan got, I think, maybe 10, one from Clay, and then it was just all ones after that. So, mm-hmm. obviously, after the, the kind of trimming of the four goals against Hip, the day we have to, do you think? Have another look at things and 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 shore things up at, at the back. I know he's down players now, kind of fronty and obviously Ozzy missing and still mm-hmm. trying to experiment, I suppose, and still trying to get them. I know they're off on a, a warm weather mm-hmm. camp uh, this week, which will be a huge benefit to any team going on that because I've been on it myself. And to just you get you get four weeks work done in a week, really, you know, and that that's mm-hmm. the, that's the beauty of those. And he's getting ready for Limerick, of course, all in on that. But did you think? Did you see? I, I know, no, not being there. It's, it's a bit different, but did you see a change in, in that attitude? No goal conceded, and we're only a point down in injury time, let's face it. like. Yeah. Well, well, look, the change probably came up to, up to the Tipperary game. They'd been playing, I think Davey called it this morning, a plus one counter-attacking sweeper. I think he got, he's quoted in one of the papers, I think I read this morning. So, Jack Fagan had been doing that up to Tyke being fit, we'd say. So, that, that was allowing Caelan Lyons, etc., to go on. So, in the first half against the Tipperary, against Tipperary, they kind of went, I won't say man-to-man, but they did, I suppose, a sitting six. You know, a fella that's not following his man more than 45, 50 yards. And they got peeled, they got opened up. And in the second half, they brought back Tyg as a sweeper, an out-and-out sweeper, if you like, right? And when they brought Tyg back as an out-and-out sweeper, they, they actually threatened the goal a bit more, believe it or not. I know it's counterintuitive to say it, but they actually threatened the goal. So they went with that system of play from the start yesterday. And I think that will be their 
that will be their rehearsal for Limerick. I think they'll be hoping to have Tyg as a plus one, back Geroad Hegarty and Tom, and, Tom, and Tom Morrissey down the field with, with, with the, the wing backs, we'd say Caleb Lyons or Jack Fagan, and hope to maybe leave one of the Limerick backs, not Barry Nash, not Declan Hannon, not Dino McMahon, free, if you like. You know, maybe Galway, I know Galway in the semi final last year, I think they left Mikey Casey free, but I think. I think Mike Casey got a point yesterday. I'm, I'm, or two points, I'm not sure. So I, I'm just thinking, I'm just putting myself in his position as to what he's, what he's thinking of doing, you know. With Wexford, in fairness, what they used to do sometimes is they'd, they'd fill the six spots on the puck out and they'd still be able to, as the ball went over their head, you know, negotiate a sweeper for themselves, I suppose, which is, which is hard going, like, in terms of fitness and that kind of stuff. So the general, general consensus, I suppose, in the match was that it's a, it's a match to park, if you like, because... There was horrendous mistakes in the match yesterday. There was there was people slipping and sliding. Kilkenny were as poor as Waterford were. And there was a bit of frustration, I suppose. I was listening to, I dropped a small lad into school this morning and I was coming home and I, was, I put on the local radio and they were, you know, they were starting to snipe a small bit on at how they were set up and, and Desi's positioning was, was the focal point of social media commentary, if you like. And I'm not any form of social media, but I'm just trying to think, you know, that, that I think when the time comes, Daisy and Mikey Kiley will be part of a two-man full forward line. I, I still think Davy will be flexible enough to kind of not not bow to outside criticism, but I'd say part of his plan, I'd imagine, would be to be able to be flexible, be, be very, very condensed at the back. But also when you have Daisy and Mikey Kiley inside that you'll be trying to feed them. Look, the Watford spine, and, and I better be careful here because last year when I built them up, I was accused of all sorts of things when we built them up. And, and, and I, watched, I watched freaking Liam Sheedy last Saturday, Sunday night. I was kind of thinking to myself, Jesus, Liam, steady up, boy. You'll get, they'll be, they'll be off. When, when you, when we, you up. we never thought that, Derek. Derek, uh, we never thought that. It's a mad kind of feeling. Like when you, when you, when you're not involved, you're actually, your distance is a lot more real than, than the perception. So I still say, if you look at it, right? Warford will have Pronty at three. They'll have Tyke the Worker probably sitting in, in front of Pronty. They'll have Caleb Lyons at six. They'll have Jamie Barr in midfield. They'll have Austin Gleeson in centre forward. They'll have Daisy Hudson at full forward. You sprinkle Jack Pendergast and Stephen Bennett and Earl Daly and Cora Daly around that. And we're not as bad as the as the as the kind of perception that's been perhaps conveyed at the moment. And so I think we'll be okay, you know. Yeah, and I, I think look, the match alone yesterday tells you that. You know, Kilkenny home ground mm. had played very well the previous week mm. kind of blew Dublin away in lots of ways and, and we're smarting still from the tip game and you know Watford with a win yesterday we're going to be in that semi-final and came very very close to that so mm. I, I just thought maybe the, the four goals against Tip maybe yeah. put, him, put him just saying uh, we can't be this open at the yeah, back yeah, yeah. But Derek, surely you got on the formation looking at yesterday, looking at the game on television. You know, it's difficult sometimes when you watch it on television because you can't really see it properly, right? But it looked like to me that Davy played with no full forward line, right? Mm-hmm. There was nobody inside the 45 yard line. So basically, like Tig was an out and out sweeper, like yeah. Desi and them wrote out the field. So what you're saying there, right, about Mikey Kiley and Desi Hutchinson playing as a two man full forward line, that sounds brilliant. Uh, and it looks good, and 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 they'd be as dangerous as anybody inside. Mm-hmm. But I didn't get the sense. I, I I felt yesterday that he's getting set up right, where he's going to concede the puck out, and then basically they're going to it's 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 going to be like like counteractive hurling. So they're going to try and win the ball back, and then they're all up. Which means that, like yeah. he will try and get the players up into the forward line. Yeah. But like 
Like, I, I, I think that's probably where maybe the question of maybe the wall for people in the outside. Now, in fairness to Davey, like he did say that he, he, he will be coming with a plan. He said afterwards he's happy with his 26 players. Mm-hmm. We probably won't be able to judge what he did in the league until we're two or three games into the championship, which is harsh on him, right? So we have mm-hmm. to give him that kudos. He's been around the block. My, my concern would be, I suppose, maybe from a Waterford point of view, that with the attacking players that he has, that he plays with no full forward line. Yeah. Yeah, and, and look, look, I, you probably know it, and I, I, even from my, you know, I, I'd be kind of buddies with Davey. I'd be, I, you know, I get on well with Davey, and even in a private capacity, you know, I get on. So I'm not, I'm not here to defend him. I'm here, I'm here to kind of say that the flexibility or the lack of flexibility that perhaps was perceived in Wexford when Conor McDonald say that there was a first half a few years ago where Wexford played Clare, and Clare railroaded him, and Wexford were completely withdrawn. So there's evidence to suggest what you are saying, TJ, is right. But I think that Davey. He has to like he has to play play Mikey Kiley and Daisy Hudson closer to goal. Now you're saying they haven't done that thus far, so where's the evidence to suggest that they're going to do it? It'll be completely left field when they try it and they haven't practiced it, etc. If you go to the Dublin game, Mikey Kiley was full forward. I think he was full for two penalties in the league. I'm not sure who was alongside him. I think Patrick Horner. I can't remember who was inside, but they played two inside for elements of of the Dublin game. So. The, the kudos I'll give him or the planning I'll give him is that he's building the blocks towards the, the, the kind of flexibility that will take place. No more than in 2013 when he played a sweeper against Galway in the quarterfinal and against Limerick in the semi-final, John Allen's team, and then he changed it up for Cork in the 2013 All-Ireland final. There's history there that he, he may change it up. And I'd imagine this week is the week. Again, I'm just putting my own hat on his head. You're going to discuss with the boys, not that the boys are going to lead what they're, what they're saying, but he's taken a bit of heat, particularly, I suppose, looking at Desi's performances for Ballygunner and for Waterford. You know, Desi got five points, I think, from Sean, off Sean Finn in the second half of the... Or four points off Sean Finn in the second half in the Gaelic Grounds last last year in the Championship on a Saturday evening. He played the first 20 games of that centre-forward on Declan Hannon. So people kind of lose sight of, of things like that as well. Desi is often withdrawn from Ballygunner to kind of to 11, to allow him to be in a pocket of space where he's... Because otherwise, sometimes he might have Dino Burns, he might have Declan Hanley, he might have five or six sitting in front of him as well. You know, so I'd say he's kind of he's he's trying to look at things that he could possibly do during the game. You yeah, no, fair? I agree with you. I, I I I I think you're making a very fair point, and, and like and, and in fairness to Desi, I'd say you could play Desi anywhere. He's such a good yeah, holder. You, yeah, could, yeah. you could play Desi cornerback, but um, I, I suppose he's probably given credit to maybe the forensic analysis that other teams. Will kind of assess you, so they don't really yeah. have maybe that for the last two or three games in Waterford. Mm-hmm. He now has five full weeks to go mm-hmm. away and put this plan together and structure together. So very much like what you said a while ago, the players are there. Yeah, yeah. The, the other thing I'd say, TJ, is the narrative. You know, Stephen Bennett picked up a ball on his own D against Tipperary. What the hell is Stephen Bennett doing there? The same clip was shown with Bonner Martin, the exact same. I saw Owen Cody picking up a yeah. ball on the edge of the D yesterday. So. The narrative that probably where Davy is pigeonholed as this particular figure of of kind of the defensive solidity, if you like, you know. And so I just you know, and listen. Sometimes he does, and as I said, I'm good buddy. Sometimes he doesn't help himself because he'll bite straight away back at the at the kind of you know the comment, and someone will say something, and he'll come back. Whereas I remember for years you'd be asked about that, and you kind of say, look, our game plan today is to to you know represent our county with everything we have. We're going to work hard all over the field. We're going to give everything we have to the cause. Blah blah blah. Whereas sometimes he might take a bite out of you, which is 
at least he's himself, you know, which, which I'd have admiration. Yeah, and as well as that, like K- K- Kenny's reaction, like to withdraw so far on the water from Puck Out was kind of strange too. Like they, they, they got sucked into that middle where all the players were inside there. So that's why it was probably a, a difficult game to watch at times. Like so. Yeah, and I, I um, had a buddy at it now, and he said that Derry Kling was getting it hard in the crowd, you know, from the Kilkenny faithful. He was yeah. yeah, and, and he, he basically said that it was like Kilkenny, they were running through the lines, but then they said to themselves, we can't hit the ball to Tyke. So, so much so, they began to overthink the whole thing, you know what I mean? And, and it became a kind of a, a mess game in the, in the middle third. Yeah. There's also an element that's going on as well now, and I, I, I've been just over the far side stand now the last two weeks and having too many media duties except to write a piece on the game and, and get ready for today. Um, there's an element of, of teams not showing their hand. and It's kind of fine for you, TJ, because you have, a, you know, you're able to pop in it and Michal Houlihan into a really good team. You know, Conor Boylan, how effective has he been coming off the bench, playing him yesterday, you know? So it's, it's a bit easier, Rich English, slapping back in, sure he's there for years. It's a bit easier for you, whereas I thought Claire, Claire limited a little bit numbers-wise, quite, you know, especially with Mark Rogers carrying an injury, Shane Meehan carrying an injury. I presume Adam Hogan picked up an injury from the Galway game because he was excellent. And uh, who's the other one noticing? There's, there's about four with injuries. Hopefully, they'll make it back. I think Shemaine is the biggest concern. But like Tony Kelly lined out midfield for the last two games and played at least 80% of the game at midfield. Now, last year in the whole championship, we didn't see Tony once lining out at midfield. We saw him straight into corner forward, stay in there for a while, put teams thinking, is he staying in here because he's capable of hurting us? And then drift out back in again and I saw none of that in the last 270 minutes of Clare so I think I think there's a huge element going on of, of it's kind of like poker you, you you must hold up things up your sleeve and, and it's so close it's five weeks yesterday for Clare with a high-flying Tipperary who have won every game and have blitzed teams coming tennis and we have to whereas we the luxury of going away looking at them now in a league semi-final if they get their league final we we can be now settling on it, and it's year four as well for Brian as well. Remember, he's a fair idea of what he wants and who he wants out there. And I I got that feeling. I mean, I'm be that harsh and clear. It's frustrated, but I think there's a very clear goal is to be in the tree at Munster at all costs. And the league was not going to get in the way of that this year, um, at any cost. I think, and and I I think there's an element of that going on with a, a lot of teams, like different for Cork yesterday. And as you said, Mark, with the injuries, they've been forced to make changes, which has been great for them. And there's a hunger there, and Pat is in his first year. So I think it's just different strokes for different folks so far. I think you're right, Dilo. I think that the, the SWAT analysis has been done, let's say, on all teams now, like that the level of, let's say, detail they go into. So if you, if you are trying stuff in the league and it's working and it's working and it's working and you're kind of bringing that to championship, like the opposition, if they have their homework done now, they'll know the moves. Like So you're saying maybe there will be an element of surprise, possibly with, let's say, a clear formation in the, in the first round of the championship. Also with Waterford, Derek, they'll go back to some sort of a, a formation that we mightn't have fully seen, might have seen bits of it, right? But they, they, they're five weeks now to work on something that's going to work for them. And I suppose that ultimately, ultimately, that's what Davy and Brian Lohan are going to be judged on come championship. Like everything that's gone on right now from Waterford point of view, right? If Davy gets a result against Limerick on first round of championship, he will be the master tactician of everything he's done in the league. That's the reality. And you know what? Equally, equally, 
if his performance against Limerick in the first round championship is poor and is negative, right, it'll be the complete opposite. It'll be judged on that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was coming out the road from the match now yesterday, TJ. This will tell you as well now. Clear FM went, and now I'm not being, I live in football country back here and, you know, the hurlers would draw five times the crowd of the footballers to any league game. You know, that's just the reality. They're always Division 1 and Colm Collins has done a fantastic job, like uh, seven years, Division 2, finally went down yesterday. Um, but they, they they did the whole con- uh, commentary from Derry on Clare and Derry, which wasn't too pretty enough from a Clare point of view, scoreline-wise. And only only did, took the second half, no, nothing to play for maybe, where the footballers were trying to stay up and win a match that was unlikely to be won with the form that Derry are in. But that kind of nearly sums up like how the league in football is all important. Like yeah, it's, it's it's massive. And now with the connection to the to the Liam McCarthy Cup or the Sam Maguire and and, and the Talchin Cup, if you're if you're not in a certain section, you don't make a Munster final. And for Clare, they'd have to be Cork and Limerick, I think, to get in now to the to Sam Maguire. Let's say um, it's a tall order. So it's there's way more interest in the football league and even the amount of time given to it last night yeah. compared to the hurling just goes to show, you know. And probably that that will be one criticism. We don't give enough. Maybe there's a very interesting division two going on, let's say, you know, between yeah. Kildare really, you know, yeah. big draw up at Tullamore yesterday and Kerry coming from behind to beat down. And, uh, but there's no doubt about it that the, yeah. the same interest in the league is not in hurling as in football, yeah. you know. And possibly... We have a festival to look forward to. Yeah, we have yeah. a Munster and Leinster bonanza to look forward to coming up five, six weeks' time. Yeah. And and football will possibly go downhill from here. Yeah. And, two or three teams. And it's not coincidental, Anthony, that three of the four teams are new managements. You know, three of the four teams in the semi finals are, are are made up of am I right in saying that Pat Ryan, Derek, Derek Ling, Liam Cal. And yeah. and despite all the Despite all the coverage that that kind of said that Limerick had planned it perfectly last year, I think Limerick were chasing it a bit last year more more than more than is perceived. You know what I mean? And and even though they come out and they, so I think Limerick have their work done a bit earlier this year in terms of you know just just the whole planning of the year. I think it's it's a bit more on point. And the other thing is, and Anthony, he relegated us as a Dublin manager in 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 fourteen. The threat of relegation. You've discussed this enough over the last few weeks, so I'm not going to get into it. But the threat of relegation and the actual. The effect of relegation on the confidence of a team going into the championship is gone. It, it can be a malaise. Like I remember just securing your status in, in 15, 16, and 17, and just being able to kind of say to yourself, right, we can concentrate in the championship. You know that so it, you know, in a, in, a, in a team like DJ is involved in there in Limerick, they have the all earners behind them, and it doesn't have the, the the mental kind of knock-on effect, I suppose, that it might have on another team. And preparing for a championship on the back of a relegation. With, with it in the air of your local county, your own county, it's a difficult scenario. And when that's gone, it's 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 kind of it's you're really planning for the championship as such, really, you know. Yeah, and, and TJ, we spoke about this last week, and not not to kill it altogether again. No, I'm not trying to kill it at all because anything to improve it, and maybe bringing a link from the championship that you, you win the league, you might get a spot in the quarterfinal, something like that. But you know what? I just thought about it all the week and I got a good few suggestions from people on private messages on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, really constructive. Uh, one guy suggesting three groups of four. You play everyone twice. Top team into the semi-final. Um, linking it to the championship. I, You know what, Derek? And I remember that game and it was such a relief for me as well. And mm-hmm. it had happened me in 12. We mm-hmm. drew with Dublin. 
uh, in Tullamore, I think, or was in Portlaoise in the replay. There was nearly a build-up for the replay of the league relegation. It was nearly as big as the championship, like, and, yeah. and then the following year, beating Limerick to go up uh, below on Torles on a Saturday night, and the, and the buzz that was there, mm-hmm. and and, yeah. and and the amount of good it did us for that championship. And I, I think, TJ, to go back even to those groups of six, where the bottom two were relegated, top two playing the final, would be a straightaway improvement. And it wouldn't, like, look at the Hydens Westmead have got this year, lads. You know, very hard to take again yesterday. So I was at 20 points plus, um, you know, shipping uh, 4.27. Like, it's just hard going yeah. uh, on Joe Fortune and the lads at the minute. And they, they'd probably be in 1B. They'd get a good few. They'd get three definite matches that they could be targeting to win. And they could have a shot off, I'm going to say, clear Limerick. Because they were down there for a good while. Limerick couldn't get out of it for ages, TJ. And the one year you got out of it, they changed the system, I think, today. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, even that night in this, TJ, it was a playoff to see who'd go up. What an atmosphere. I think Sparrow and Don Grady were the two managers. What an atmosphere that was in Innes that night, a sat- lovely Saturday night. And I think it might be a very simple way of doing it, going back to the groups of six, um, 1A, 1B, and, and two up. And that's your prize. You get to play a 1B final and you win it. And, and uh, you also go up, but you get the 1B cup. You know, uh, yeah. I suppose but, you know, the count the counter argument to to that would be no. Before before I go any further, the decision has been made because this is the end of a two year cycle for the next two years. The two groups, uh, Group A and Group B, they've already been decided, and they are going with the same format. That decision has already been made. So, uh, the counter argument would be the promotion to let's say let's say. Let's say take potentially a kill there, right? Let's say if they were to win a Division 2, they get the opportunity next year to go and play in Group A. Now, it would be very, very difficult because they'd be in with Cork, Clare, Wexford, Kilkenny and Waterford. So your argument is, yeah, is, 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 is that fair for Kildare? It's a huge prize. You'd have Kildare now playing Division 1 hurling, right? With Kildare being in Division 2 football and their team playing all the top teams, having the top teams at home. The flip side of that is there's a possibility they might win any of the games, which makes it makes life very difficult for them. So your proposal of the sixes makes life a bit more difficult for those teams to get the profile playing against the top teams. So it's 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 a it's a double-edged sword. What what is the best way forward? We also have to remember that the league is a prelude to the championship. Championship, much championship now is played on a league kind of basis, right? So I, like I've seen Michal Dunham who's saying he got the opportunity to look at 35 players. Brilliant for him. He has a good look at him through the league in competitive games, right? So maybe it's our appetite for hurling the fact that the All-Ireland Championship was played last July that we want to go mad straight into this league, right? <laughs> but like, I suppose if we hold, like next week now we're into knockout hurling, we're into a league semi-final, and then in five weeks, like we have what we're looking for. We have the league format. We have unbelievable first round of the championships. Antrim and Dublin, re- 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 real key match. Wexford and Galway, real key match now. And like these teams have gone away now to prepare for these games, right? You spoke about Clare, first round of the championship. Huge, huge game for them, right? And for Davy as well and Waterford, huge game. So it's the, big, the bigger picture, you can see all sides of the argument. And if you wanted to fix just the league, you can come up with stuff. But to fix the whole lot, it's, it's, it's hard to argue with the format that's there. As I said, Sha, take a scenario where Kildare have a great chance of winning Division 2. 
what's a nice prize for them for winning Division 2? Playing Division 1? Yes. But playing against all the strong teams and maybe not getting the results, that's tricky. I, 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 do, I don't have the exact answer. But we have to remember, it is the prelude to the championship. I know that. I know that. And, and I'm not arguing with you on that. We can't have it every way either. I think Tommy Walsh said it last week. That, you know, <laughs> we have it very good compared to the football in the summer. Very simple. We know what... You know, we know the Munster finalists and the Leinster finalists go straight, you know, um, won the losers to a quarter and the, 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 the winners into a semi and, and then the third-place team play the, the Joe, Joe McDonough finalists. Like, potentially, we, we, we have the most competitive Munster championship coming up. Potentially, that we've ever seen. Like, I'm not it's, arguing it's, with you. And we'll be doing preview shows and we'll be agreeing with each other. I'm not arguing that with you. I just like the league to be just getting a better... <laughs> Click of it, you know. I've come yeah. away from the park like the last two Sundays walking back to the car going, really worth driving 20 miles over here to watch this. I just that I didn't see any bite or you know, I didn't see any anything to get the blood up and let a roar, come on the banner, or you know, I just, I just didn't. Uh, now I know if I'm if I'm lucky enough to be there on the 23rd of, of uh, April. There'll be plenty of that in me, and I know there'll be plenty of it blowing the field as well. So I'm not worried suppose... about that, you know. The, the, the flip side there would be if Clare won the league and, and didn't have a great championship. What, 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 what's your overriding feeling of the year? I think I think we used to we used to make a fair bit of it, like do you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That, yeah, I, I suppose that, that that's the that's the question for a county. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, I know, like the boys had won in thirteen, I suppose, and we were nearly expecting another All Ireland. And, we were disappointed, but I, I think the league win in 16 will be. T- there were great games, Derek, and it'll be mm-hmm. always regarded for that team, you know. Um, yeah. And I meet them regularly, and she's a said, no league medal. That was a great league to win that, those two yeah. matches took on a life of their own, like, you know. And, yeah. And I think Don Logue made a good point. It, it depends on the journey you're on. Like, like we, we got the All Ireland semi finals in 15, 16, and 17, and I think it's because we won the league in 15, you know. You know, <laughs> but the obvious, the obvious, the obvious difference is. The threat of relegation. I keep saying it. You know, you know, it's kind of gone with 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 the the weaker teams, I suppose, in the groups. You know, you're, you're able to kind of plan a bit more, and there's no there's no worry, as I said, of the knock on effect of, of relegation, if you like. So, you know, but but you know, don't tell me for a second that when you get a good win on a Sunday, when you're a team on on the start of a journey under a new management, that when you're going into training on a Tuesday, that the place is not bouncing and it's not upbeat and more positive. It it is, you know. No doubt about that. No doubt. That's that. Yeah, the other thing, Derek, too, is if you if you try players in, in a league team and the team wins, it does an awful lot for the rest of you because you're, you're now playing as part of a winning team. And it's probably maybe given a jolt to the fellas that maybe are not on the team, but all of a sudden, mm. uh, 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 I'm, I'm trying to say this in the nicest possible way, but you know, when a team gets beaten on Sunday, the fella who didn't play, he starts as after growing, even though he didn't even yeah. go. Fergie, too, he used to always say that when we'd be going bad in the league and he'd be sitting down he might be dropped uh, he wouldn't be dropped too often now if he's listening you know we know that <laughs> but uh, he'd be coming home the car and he'd say my stock has gone through the roof yeah, yeah. <laughs> fingers are useless he said James he wouldn't much better <laughs> that's, that's the thing Hager, but he's he's yeah. could be in the front of the seat yeah there was a bit of that always in it but good great point there you can think about the three new managers uh, mm. an interesting one to say the least that they're there you know um and uh, obviously Limerick, a bit different. TJ, did you venture in to see uh, the Wexford game? 
No, I didn't. Very tired after after the week. Yeah, I was Mother's Day and it was a lot of things going on. Dylan, you know, so I've actually been away for the week, like so. But uh, got got the full report. My brother was at it and he was telling me, and it, 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 the match was in keeping with the way the league has been has been going for the last couple of months. To yeah, be Kylie, fair, to Wexford, Kylie's, Kylie's quote was failed to ignite. Yeah, failed to ignite. Like to be honest, but it wouldn't it wouldn't have surprised me if Limerick had trained heavy through this period because looking at let's say the steps and stairs from here to the league, this is probably their training block, right? Or a strong training block. But to be fair to Wexford too, they were missing I'd say maybe a strong contingent down the middle, which was always going to be difficult. So uh, and, and coming to Limerick. But no, I I think John's quote after the game was happy with the result, but not the performance. And was like that, that that will run through it. There's plenty of the big guns back. They have them all. Aaron Gillan played. Jamie Burns is back. So uh, not happy. More of the same. Like in, they're, they're in a league semi final, and I I think the four teams um, left now will want to win the league. I, I I think that our narrative now of who wants to go on. Like I I would have I'd no reason to think that any of the four teams playing the weekend won't want to win. I think they'll be they'll be going for it. There might be still some bit of a an element of a trial base or having a look at a player, but I, I, I definitely believe now that all four teams want to win the league from here. Yeah, there's, there's um, Kylie like, is it a chance for him now to roll out the full team and Tip have been flying and putting up scores on most teams and we put them back in their box a bit now <laughs> for, before we take them on in championship? Yeah, there is, but at, at at the same time, for Liam, right? Like, given like a, where the game is is situated for full weeks out from the championship, I think it's a good opportunity for him also to have a proper look at maybe what what, what he's thinking for four weeks' time. So I think, you know, I think Liam would probably prefer if maybe one or two things went wrong now and the four weeks to fix them rather than to believe that all this will work and then be started in the month's championship and then find out it didn't work like and I think there was an element of what Liam did the weekend as well to me no I didn't see the game I don't know exactly how they lined out but I see he went back to Mikey Breen at three and he named Brian Amara at four was that with one eye coming down the track no one would probably be playing and there's potentially maybe one of the boys will pick up a Galam, one of them will be a fullback. So there's, a, there's an awful lot of that going on. And, and as I said, that's setting things up for us intriguingly for league semi-finals, league final and into the, in, into the big championship. So we probably are like maybe an awful lot of people in this country whinging at the moment, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, about what's going on, right? So we can't have everything. So as I said, it, it, it is what it is. So look, as I said, we, we needed to get through these two months. We're at the end of the block now. So let's look forward to the semi-finals. Yeah, one of the one of the most informed forwards, I would say, in the country. Derek left off again yesterday, and only brought on against Swadford as well, in Jason Ford. So he's he's still holding back a bit, isn't he? He 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 knows Jason's in great form, but he hasn't felt the need to to start him yet. Yeah, and he might have been also saying to himself, "Look, how would they cope without him even against Ward? You know, given the fact that he was going so well, and I would have always associated Jason Ford. He's obviously a brilliant player, but he he has lots of good league campaigns." He has, you know, I, I'm going back to when, when Tip won the other and oh Christ, in 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 Michael Ryan's year. What year was that? What year? 16. Was 16. 16. We played him in the second round of the league in 17, and Jason Ford was just on fire. Like, you know what I mean? Brilliant. So I'd say he's dipping him in and out. He looks in massive physical shape, brilliant physical shape. And so so he's mixing a match. And John John McGrath got six points from play yesterday. Six from play. No, six from play. Shawnee Ryan got one three. The tip panel, the depth of the tip panel is fairly, and, and the shape of the tip team in terms of the flexibility with Breen. You know, even though Breen had five on his back last week, he actually played three against Watford for a lot of it. You know, and Brian O'Mara played at six, even though, 
you know, they had different numbers on their backs. So they, they seem to be taking shape. At this stage, you're kind of nearly saying to yourself, Carl Barrett at two, either Breen or Amara at three. And whoever's not will be in the half back line with Ron Amara, one other. You know, you're nearly, you're nearly kind of, you're nearly five of the six there at that stage. You know, and Johnny Ryan, I'd say, will get four. You know, with Craig Morgan being out, I'd say that's the way it's, it looks probably, like it's and probably, probably Noel McGrath and Connor Stakeland in midfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so it's, it's definitely taking shape. And just even on that, I, I, I remember doing a piece a couple of weeks ago with Mark's question, and I'd want to go back before we go forward, but I still say when it comes to it, like, who will this lodge in the in the Cork forward line? Like Robbie O'Flynn, Connor Lahan, Shane Kingston, Patrick Horgan, Jamie Harnley as five of the six forwards. Like, will it be for all the newness in panels? Will there be will there still be twelve of the fifteen of last year, thirteen of the fifteen in in, in nearly every panel? Shall we say? Come on, Doc. Great question. To be honest with us, um, I suppose in in, in Cork situation, Derek um, Robbie Flynn's. Um, Fitness levels, I think, is a major concern. But he, he got a very bad ankle sprain against Limerick at the start, so whether he'll be back, he won't have a whole pile done. Derek, I would say he'd be he'd be he'll be picked on his reputation, I'd say, rather than any performance that he'll give. The only thing is, we we have an extra week, uh, which will be a big help to Cork uh, in terms of the injuries. But I'm led to believe that Patrick Hogan's injury isn't too bad. But to come back to your overall question: is will, will those five fellas be picked or are the Conor Cahillans, are the Brian Hayes, are the Paddy Powers, are the Jack O'Connors, are these guys going to get the, get the, the start? And you know what, Derek, there's a part of me that would say the new management could go with a new broom. I just have that feeling. And this, they will have a, one massive question to answer themselves when it comes to picking the championship team is how many of the new lads are they going to put their faith in? And I would say, you know, Jack O'Connor, I mean, if you go back to his farm from two years ago, he was brilliant. He has that pace. The first match is, is against yourselves in Parky Cueve. I think that will suit Jack O'Connor. I also think that um, we said the likes of Ben Cunningham, we have seen very little of him yet. And the problem from the selector's point of view is the fact that he hasn't seen a whole pile of game time. He may suffer as a consequence that he hasn't enough done under his belt. Um but like definitely the likes of Brian Roach has played an awful lot of league time. I think he's going to be very close to dislodge from the team. Questions well, three six? and six is nearly settled as well, Mark. Like, I would say well, six, six is one hundred percent certain. You know, Kieran Joyce will be six. And I'd say if Rob Downey has a good league semi final and if they if they are good on, if good enough on, to be on, 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 yeah, on Downey, yeah. I, I think he'll get the nod. You know, you'll have Sean O'Donoghue in one corner. And you'll have a battle for the other corner. Then Nyla Leary will probably be the front runner. You might have John Melrick there. You might have Owen Roach there. Um, the half back line is still is still a little bit up for grabs. You have, you know, Cahal Carmack has come into it. Daryl Leary has come into it. Then you have Damien Cahill and you have Rob Downey. Um, so there, there's questions there that the manager will have to answer, I suppose, whether they're going to go. And particularly when it's the first year. I remember when Kieran Kingston came back, he was faced with the same situation that he had an older brigade and he gave the older brigade their, their probably picked the older lads. Whereas I think the likes of Pat Ryan could go with the younger player, I would suspect. Derek, I, I, I think that next weekend is the perfect time for the two managers to find out about that actual question. Right? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think that you're going to see some new uh, next weekend. And I think 
because the test will be up a little. I think if it starts to work, like, but let's say if you take Liam Cahill next week, if he rolls, let's say, five debutants from last year or whatever, right? And then it does not work at all against Limerick, right? Then he's kind of forced maybe to go back for the championship. Whereas if it does work, then that's a different, that's a different story. And it's back to what you said there about winning matches. Like if he can roll four or five young fellas next week, right? Uh, new fellas to the team. And let's say they were to beat Limerick, right? Like that does an awful lot for his preparation then because now it's going back to the older fellas and say, right, you've got to work here to get back onto this team. Now. You've got to get the jersey back. They've they've taken the jersey off you. Yeah. Like if you if you're past mine now, and you hope that they will say their own Cody will be full forward next weekend on on Owen Downey. Like he would be a, a good match for him because Owen Cody's as good a forward in the full forward and playing at the moment. And I think, you know, a lot of credit would be put on marking somebody like him in that occasion. I mean, I don't think we're going to see TJ Reid next weekend, but like, if you happened, and I think that, I think Pat would be looking for some sort of those matchups that he will be basing any decisions he has in the championship against what some of those younger players will be back the next weekend. Yeah, and we, oh, I suppose, just from another point of view, lads, from Wexford's point of view, it has been you know, they did go to Cork and put up performance. It's kind of a heavy enough defeat again yesterday. Just listening to Dara, reading it, uh, his interview, um, and they've obviously, they're 22nd the Saturday night, I think, to go to Salt Hill, but the timeline's been very tight. He said, Matthew Hanlon, Dee O'Keefe, he's hopeful of, of having back all right. Uh, Conor McDonald, uh, Liam Og, McGovern, uh, Damien Reck, and Liam Ryan. All doubtful for five weeks' time, we'll say, with the exception probably of that. What he said with the O'Keefe, she's their big names, lads, aren't they? Going in to the Leinster Championship, Derek. They're, they're yeah. key men that you associate from the Davy time, nearly, don't they? Yeah, and look, they, Anthony, we were knocked out by Wexford, by Wexford in the 2014 Championship, and all those players were playing that night. I think I'd argue, you know. So I and I'm not, I'm not writing them off, but the point I make is they need them all, and they need them all fit to be. To, to be one of the three coming out of coming out of Leinster, and that's the Darren knows that. And and listening to the to the the same interview you read, I'd say, you know, he's going it's going to tighten them with a couple of them. You know, so they need them all, and and that's the reality. The 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 twenties team are supposed to have a good team under Keith Rossler. I was involved in the Harriers the last few years, still involved down there, giving a hand. Um, Richie Lawler had was seen to be making a bit of a breakthrough during the Welsh Cup, had a bit of a setback with a foot injury. So other than that, I think in terms of breakthroughs, there's not. There's not a huge amount of guys coming into the, the to the Wexford team under Davy and indeed under Liam Dunn, I'd argue too, you know. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and they were their first their first three games in the championship, right? Uh like as you, like they, they go to Salt Hill first, um, which is obviously going to be a, a, a very tough game for them. And in their next two games, they're uh, they've got Antrim at home and then they're away to the dubs. So like they all come very, very quickly. So that will define their season essentially with yeah, yeah, Dubs, Dubs, good win, I suppose. Uh, one twenty nine, putting up the one twenty nine, and and great to see Alex Constantine chipping in with one three. I suppose that the goals hadn't been coming as good, and he's capable of that. He's a big, strong, pacey guy, and eye for goal. They need that, and they probably need running Hayes back as soon as possible. Would you have a few twenties on in the setup with me, Hall, Derek? There's two in there, Anthony. Dermot O'Dooling, who's actually. He's a, he's a secondary school student. Um, he's playing with Claude Stone, so he's in there sporadically. Obviously, he's he's um doing his leaving cert, etc. So so um he um 
he's obviously under pressure in that regard, but he's in their training at the moment. And Paddy Doyle is in there from now. Nave Barrow played yesterday, cornerback played in every league game. That's yeah. Really so, yeah, there's two in there definitely. And obviously, no discussion about Dublin is is has to be caveated with the amount of players they've lost. So it's kind of a not a free hit for me, Hall, but there's a sense there that he, he's starting a project and that takes a bit of heat off. I think all his focus will be on. Obviously, it'll be on Antrim in the first game, but I think the big game is the Parnell Park of meeting of Dublin and Wexford. From the outside, anyway, that seems to look to me as, as the kind of the clincher for one of the three spots without being dismissive of their chances going to going to um, Nolan Park or indeed against Galway. That they would kind of you know target that match and two wins in the other matches and that would be our six points needed. Yeah, yeah. And as you said, I, I, we've said it on the show a few times that, you know, that there is a little bit of a free hit for Michal. Not that Michal will kind of want to no, no. looking at it that way. No. He'll be definitely targeting being in the tree. Uh, if he's everyone on the field, he, he'll fancy Wexford coming into to, yeah. to Parnell as well because the record is good against Wexford the last few years. Uh, yeah, sorry, Dale, Dale, just Dale, one, one question, Dale, Dale, before the, we, Derek and the other 20s. Is that rule changed for the under-20 hurlers? And if they play a championship for the senior team, do the rules them out for the senior team? Yeah, it's changed. They've I brought think... in a new rule, which is kind of a seven-day rule, I think. So I think the reality of, we'd say, we'd say, say Waterford playing Limerick on Wednesday night now in, in Frar Field, right, in under 20. You'll, you'll see Mark Fitzgerald and Patrick Fitzgerald playing with Waterford. And I'm, I'm imagining you'll see Shane O'Brien and Adam English and the boys playing with Limerick. Again, I'm... I'm, I'm guessing here, but I'm presuming this will be the case. I know Dublin played Limerick in a challenge match two Saturdays ago and Shane O'Brien was playing the week after he'd, he'd started with Limerick. You know, he was playing on that. He played 40 minutes or so and, and that, that goes to show how, you know, how Kylie operates as well, making sure that they're back there with their own with their own group as well. So the only rule that's been brought in that might be a problem down the line is the seven-day rule, which means that they can either only play one of the two matches within the seven days. I think that's my understanding of it. Am I right, guys? I'm not sure TJ or Anthony might, might correct me now. But I, So, yeah. where that might be a problem is if you're playing on a Wednesday night in the under-20, and yet Limerick are playing Waterford in the Fra or in the Gaelic Grounds and Senior on a Saturday evening, and I'm only talking hypothetically, and John yeah. Kiley says, Listen, I need Adam English, he's starting on Saturday night. You know, so that's where yeah. I think that there'll be more debate about it in, in five weeks' time. I'd imagine the boys yeah. will all get to run at the under-20 championship. Initially, you know, yeah, it's just that when you, you, you when you were saying earlier on, Derek, that you that the other 20 championship is starting soon in Leinster, I was just wondering, is it going to be a crossover of players, or will you have all the the lads that are under 20 that are involved with me? I don't know, will you have all them available to you? Well, you'd certainly hope you'd have them for the earlier rounds, as I said, you know, we, yeah. we haven't kind of sat down and kind of discussed if there's a, a winner takes all senior championship match on a Sunday and you're playing on the following yeah. Wednesday. It's, it's going to be a different story. So look, look, you have to just make do and, and consider yourself a kind of a development kind of team as much as anything else. That'll be the fallback for the media anyway, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Crazy rule in some ways. I think, you know, we all saw the pictures of, of Carl O'Neill looking out at his team being beaten by a pint in an Ireland final. I think it's just crazy. the guys that he started off uh, going into the Limerick Academy with a 13 and a half years of age. You know, just mind-boggling at times. Um Especially when he wouldn't be playing every senior game either, you know, he on and off kind of and breaking into it like brilliant player, he'd be on most senior teams, but just bizarre one. Um Galway putting up a big score. Henry at same kind of was making sure that if Limerick did slip up a bit, 
and it wound up on, on a three-way that he he was scoring difference, and he might have liked to been into that that um, semi-final. Hard to know. Um, but the big news, really, Tej, um, you 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 managed him for three seasons, and uh, you know what a horror! It's just just an awful to hear that David Burke picked up uh, the dreaded Crucius. Uh, I think it was only in training, was it, Tej? In training during the week, yeah, I know it's it's it's, it's just shocking and gutting for him because as I said, obviously. He he was very influential from in the middle of the field last year for Galway, and like he's just one of those players that's hugely influential on the field and hugely influential off the field. Proper leader, unbelievable. I told you before in Saint Thomas's in the dressing room, he was referred to as the king. That's why because like if David Burke asked you to do something as a player, you just did it. And he was brilliant with the younger fellas and brilliant with everybody around the fringes. So he's influenced there, and I'm sure the lads will have him involved. I I I I be certain. Without putting words in their mouth, they'll find a role for him over over the coming weeks because there's a couple of new fellas on, on on the Galway scene there. So even if they get a start, let's say there's a possibility one or two of them start in the championship. So maybe just getting a few words from Davy and them and having him around the squad would be huge. But massive loss for him personally, and then obviously from the club side of it to to, to miss out the year as well. I suppose maybe from his own personal point of view, he's had a good run at it. Um, he's been one of the outstanding midfielders, we say, over the last 10, 15 years. Just a gifted hurler, beautiful striker of the ball, brilliant fella as well, and brilliant leader. So big loss. And I suppose, look, that can happen for all the teams as they can lose one or two influential players. From Galway's point of view, overall, the league, I, I, I would say so. So I'd say something not, not that you'd be raving about. And again, one of the one of the judgments for them will come down the road as to how their championship prepares. I think the Leinster Championship is huge for them. I think I think it's important for them to put silverware on the table. Um, they definitely have found one or two players who can go and play, uh, getting all their players back, having all of them available and having their first 20, that will be important for them. So, again, I, th- I, I think a huge Leinster Championship coming up for Yeah. I was I was actually over at the match last week with the Galway match and they were gone comfortably kind of ahead. They were gone five, six. <coughs> he, David came on as a blood sub and then he immediately brought him on as a sub and I was even saying to the guys with me, you know, nice to be getting a few minutes into David Burke now and probably yeah. getting the full game against Westmead staff team and yeah, you're easing him in there. And even if he wasn't a starter for you this year, he's definitely in the autumn of an intercounty career anyway. Um that how much of an influence off a bench to see out a tight game with a fella like that be and, and uh we wish him the best with his recovery anyway. Um let who would you just say the four teams the four teams that are in the semi-final are just the happiest now with the round robin over in the league and down to the semi-finals. Uh, are other teams happy? I, I, I would well, think David, so. David said he was happy last night. Yeah. You are? Yeah. David said he was happy last night. And I, th- I think he might be. Like, I, 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 like genuinely, I think he might be. Like, um, Michal Dunahu, he, he got a chance to use all 25 players. He's got to go away and maybe maybe spend a number of weeks now trying to to nail down his kind of maybe his mind on his 15 or 20 players rather than maybe having the focus of of a, mm. of a league semi-final. He just might need it right now in his journey. He might need to maybe get more into the tease of having his first 15, right? But yeah, I, I, I think those two will be happy. Maybe the others might be a bit trickier. Yeah, but I, I think that, yeah, well, I think if you go back to last year, I think after what happened, after Waterford winning the league last year, I think they'll be quite happy to say, Do you know what, we got a league final last year, we played fairly well, we imploded after that for some reason, we don't need to go back there again, we, we know what we have, quality players, Derek mentioned all the lads, we've discussed them for the last couple of years, they're quality players, 
it'll be all about producing it on the day of championship now. And if Davies, probably one of the most experienced managers around. Um, I think Derek and Liam Cahill and Pat Ryan, as being new managers, we're always going to put uh, everything into it. We, we know Kilkenny. Kilkenny don't do shadow boxing. They're going to go for every match themselves. Um, I think Tip, obviously, coming on the back of what happened with Colin Bonner last year. Liam Cahill, obviously, leaving Waterford to go to Tipperary. Um, he obviously had some pressure on himself, but he has steadied the ship there. And I'd say he was delighted to be in the league final. I think for me, Limerick has a surprise package to be in the league after what we saw last year. He obviously made a decision last year just to kind of get through the league, make sure they weren't relegated and stay below the parapet. Or else they were maybe a month behind their say, physical conditioning and stuff like that. But they have taken it to a new level this year. And to me, I think Limerick are favourites to win the league at this moment in time. If they come with a full team over the weekend, I can see Limerick as being the team to beat in, 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 in the final. And the ten, I, I think the 10 to 1 will be looking good now. I will. I tell you, the shrewd, the shrewd, the shrewd punter that you're looking up in the top left hand corner, poor old Paddy McAuliffe, 85 years of age, just squeezed 10 to 1 out of to win the league, Derek. Win, win the league, win Munster, and win the championship. The one TJ Ryan, the bold whore. Yeah, I, I'm actually listening to listening to that podcast on the way to Dublin there last last week. So yeah, <laughs> yeah very good, very good bet actually, very good bet. But can I make one point on those things? I think if you take Kilkenny, I think they're playing Westmead in match one of the Leinster Championship, right? Yeah. So there's no doubt they're going to go all out to win the league, right? I think Cork are playing Waterford in the first round of the Championship. They can't meet Waterford in the league at this stage, so I think they're going to go all out. I think Tip and Limerick is match three in the Championship. Am I right in saying is that? Yeah. Is that yeah. Tip and Limerick's match three? So. The point being, we should get an all-in attitude at the weekend, you know, for 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 because if you it'd be way different a scenario if Tipper playing Limerick and they were playing each other in the first round in a month's time, you know, you know, it's kind of I think it'd be a little different, a different edge to it. Mm-hmm. And it might TJ might say that's the way Coley operates; he'll just go on no matter what, no matter what. And you know, I, I think I think Tip will will go after it, and they will hope to kind of, I, I know create a myth around what happened last year with Waterford, Waterford's fall-off, that the league form can be taken into the championship. I think that's, if they were setting them an aim amongst themselves, I think they'd be showing we 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 are able to go all in all the time for the, for this, you know, for, for this, and hoping that the momentum will sustain them into the championship as opposed to what happened to ourselves last year, you know? So, I think that's an interesting kind of dynamic. None of the teams have to meet each other in, in match one of the championship. And if, yeah. if you're preparing for Westmead in the championship, with all due respect to Westmead, Kilkenny will want to go hammer and tongs with Cork next Sunday and then go hammer and tongs in the final, knowing well that they won't meet a Munster team to the quarter final or semi final of a of a of a of an all Ireland, you know? Yeah, we'd mm-hmm. we'd be suspecting they'll definitely be in the three in Leinster like mm-hmm. no matter what. Well, yeah, they'll be dismissing waters, Lancers, yeah, yeah. I, I think another man will be happy. I Brian Lawhan I'd, I'd say has clotted things out. I think, I think it's just yesterday, five weeks when people are walking out of there. I'd say that it's all in on that, you know. Uh, yeah. Therefore, I think it's all in and uh, win that, and you have a great chance of coming out in Munster with with the logistics as well. I think with Waterford having to come to Torles again, it's Clare played really well in Torles last year. Uh, they won. They won there. They win there. Three times, uh, I think, they won the quarterfinal there as well. Like, you know, I think that's for him. I, I think another one, I think Darren Gleeson will be delighted with his league as well, lads. Do you know, 
put up 216 yesterday. Um, and we'll fancy a few of the games in Leinster as having a real go yeah. with with looking to have moved ahead of Westmead. So maybe the threat of relegation. Now that'll still be an edgy game as it was with Leash last year, but it, 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 he will he will, I'd say. With Wexford's injury list, with with, with uh, Michal starting a kind of a renewal campaign with with the Dubs, I think he'll he'll fancy a scalp uh, in Leinster, if not two or three. Um, so and that first game is in Corrigan Park as well, Dillo. That's it, like you know, and the record has been good up there. And uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's a good start for him, like well, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The battle that you, you don't expect it to be handy up there either. That's that's the other side of it. Yeah, that's great stuff as usual. Um, Fantasy with his new leader, I believe. Now, I can't see the screen here because I'm operating off the phone, but I think I can, I can hold it. Yeah, yeah, uh, Banner, he's, he's gone yeah. to the top <laughs> with a monstrosity to score 199. Marco, what's gone wrong? Uh, it's fucking Stephen Bennett, and nobody mentioned him today. Stephen Bennett <laughs> dropped Donald Burke. <laughs> I I he was injured, but I don't be on Twitter see Dello, and I didn't know that he was back from injury. So I left Burke out. I brought Bennett in and made him captain, which was even worse. And then he and then he doesn't play. Fucking hell. Anyway, oh. the most the most important thing on that page, Dello, is that you're at the, you're on the second page. I'm mid table in the league, sure. That's the pretty same as Brian Dolan, Marco, at the moment. <laughs> I'm not interested in this league at all. Yeah. No, we have it. We have it. We have it. And there's transfers now. Dalo next weekend. That's really yeah, 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 yeah. Great things. And there's only two. There's only two. there's only two fillers now with, with ten fillers existing. And I'm one of them. And TJ Ryan is the other fella. So we'll have an extra player in the Arsenal. And, and I say I'll need him somehow. But here it is. I'm decimated. Dello, I'm if you, if you were reading form, if you were reading form, you'd say that the week just gone, Mark Lander scored 145 and Anthony Daly scored 197. So you might just be coming right at the right time. <laughs> 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 yeah, and Shawnee, Shawnee in the 3.4 man, uh, mention is just embarrassing for this. <laughs> <laughs> got to weekend, I think, there. Jerry, get your team ready for the championship. Yeah, New yeah, yeah. yeah. Butler, Hurley's. <laughs> Uh, for always being our sponsors and our listeners league Jeez, this is fair small on the phone lads. it's a good thing I have the glasses on the hurler the ditch is still winning and another yeah. massive score out of him uh, so he looks good at this stage uh, James Daly following him up from hospital uh, and Mark O'Donnell in third well done lads uh, great shooting uh, great to see Shane McGrath on the front page of that as well Marco you have been removed from the front page I've been relegated to the second page and I don't know yeah yeah. Donald Buck Stephen Bennett last year I left him out this year I brought him in and he's after playing me twice <laughs> so Donald Buck was playing like I was sure he would off injured against Tip with 10 minutes to go remember his hamstring and then he, he was picked to play the following week like he scored 10 points from playing so. East like you have to... it's a juvenile mistake out of you like because you won't win the championship, like we all know that. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying about the old league, the old league and the new league, Mark. That would have been a real prize for you now winning the league, like you know. But look, there's a pity now it's well, going to be. Right? As teacher just said there a while ago, there's still two rounds to go now, Dela. Right? I'm not out of it yet, like. 
Okay. Uh, any fogras, lads, uh, before we go to a bit of horse racing, um, but we'll have to talk to you about your... And Derek, if you want to drop out after that, you can. There's no problem. <laughs> he wants to hear the stories. No, 100%. Uh, I just want to... I, just, I haven't any major ones this week about fundraisers or anything like that, but just to thank... For, uh, Wednesday, we the lads from Mary Eye had all their different colours on them. Uh, the third year, some Mary Eye were here and great day, good days racing on the box. And then Friday... We had the bowl, Danny Redden's uh, stag party, and uh, Danny would be a brother-in-law of Morris Shanahan there. So we had Morris oh, here for the day, and all the Broadford crew, about 50 of them. Oh, uh, <laughs> great crack between playing cards and, and a couple of bets on the races, and uh, great, great fun. So to thank them for, for giving us a twist over the weekend, a great old weekend. Um, have you anything, Teach? Well, just to say the under seventeen championship kicks off this week too. So there's an yes, awful sorry, lot of youngsters. Sorry. Yeah, there's an awful lot of youngsters setting out in the road. Um, that we, everybody has to start somewhere. So um, yeah, so d- d- dreams uh, are plenty, I'm sure. Um, we've got a couple of lads and guys playing involved in the Limerick team. So yeah, it's on Tuesday night. They're playing Waterford, Derek. So um, on Tuesday night down down Garvin. So um, no, just best look to the under seventeens. It was everywhere. So important championship. Yeah, we have and St. Kieran's, St. Kieran's coming back again, to Windy, please. to Windy All Ireland after being beaten by the Amalgamated team in Offaly. Like, it's just incredible. Could, they just, could the Offaly colleges I, not go on to the All Ireland series? Is that the way they're? I don't, I don't know. No, I think I think we put an end to that when the Waterford colleges won here. <laughs> when the Waterford colleges won the All Ireland here, I think it was, you know, the, the, the powers that be, I suppose, were kind of complaining that. that the amalgamations were, were getting a little bit too strong, I suppose. We we had a not we, but the Dungarvan College, I suppose, had a team and that included Ty de Burke and Patrick Horn and Colin Dunford, etc. And they so they kind of they felt that the school should should exist as a separate entity when it goes on past the provincial championship. So that's why I think that's I think that's where it had its genesis now. I think I think so anyway. Okay. Right, okay. Okay. Some things never change with Kieran's anyway, that's for sure. That's for sure. Yeah. And they'll tell you they've nothing coming through now in the next couple give it a couple of months, they'll say they've nothing coming through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to being on my Jackie Terrell uh, anytime soon on the, on the box. He'll be giving it to me again about Cairns. And, uh, yeah, Sh- and uh, shout out to the school in Rakeel as well in Limerick. They, they were introduced to the, the crowd at halftime in Limerick. They won the All Ireland College as well. And also a shout out to um, the C winners, um, uh, Mitchestown CBS. I actually had a nephew playing goals on Gary. So a uh, good lot number of lads upside. Great, great times for Belly Giblin. There's not a lot of young fellas. Uh, living scenes and winning all Ireland's regularly up there, like so. Uh, sure, Marco will probably hear plenty from, from, from those boys in, in time, so good win for them as well. Good stuff, good stuff. Have you any fogras, Marco? No, 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 the only fogras we have now is that we survived the week over in Chetna, just about. Did you do the whole what you did three days racing, TJ? I went out Monday night, yeah, went racing Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and came back Friday morning. and Look. For for me, it's 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 like outside of hurling, the the best sporting occasion. And as Derek said, there Tuesday was incredible. The atmosphere was electric. The whole honeysuckle and the Henry thing, like chase would to, to, to touch a stone. There's no doubt about that. And as a sporting occasion, like uh, I think it was actually with with Marco watching uh, was it the champion hurling and basically uh, honeysuckle were inside us and centaur Marco. It's just a great atmosphere. Uh, the, the the racing. Um, I suppose maybe the best of the best taking on each other, and it just shows you even like some of the some of the real powerful people trying to get a, w- a winner over there, and then you have got some really great stories where, you know, 
we met Davy Mann, a uh, Limerick man there who was involved with a real whacker, but he never was training on, on Wednesday. And you know, they had a fantastic win for, for obviously the small man. Um, and in fairness to Davy, he brought us up to upstairs, up to the owners and trainers, in, in, into the corporate area. And we got a chance to sing Limerick Girl Lady up there in, in, in the owners and trainers box in Cheltenham. And it was just, just an incredible day. Uh, Charles Burns and Philip were unlucky and, and, and the Tuesday with Biker. JP finished again. Week as, as as top owner, but just I met meeting loads of GA people, like incredible podcast fans. The amount of GA people that have interest in national racing is incredible. Loads of masking for you, Dale, giving out that you had to stay at home and work. But um, and I suppose on on, on the flip side of it for us, then with the Come On Racing Group starting out in obviously in in in, in twenty twenty two and having a winner, like obviously we're all dreamers. My wife tells me regularly that I'm the biggest dreamer she knows, right? So if we can, at some point in time, get a horse involved. And it takes time. As I said, there's people spending big money to try and have a runner in Cheltenham or a winner. So for us down the road, we, Marco spoke about it on Tuesday night. I, it was difficult to have a conversation with him on Wednesday night. But uh, was it? he was in top, top form, yeah. And he took he took a few shillings off me playing poker Tuesday night as well, which will have to get back some point during the year. Um, but, Great, great, great couple of days. Great atmosphere there. Like uh, in fairness, everybody who goes there goes there for the race, and 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 they're in it for all the right reasons. So great atmosphere, great humor, and great form amongst everybody. So yeah, re- re- really brilliant. And as I said, for us, if we can have a come on racing horse into the future that runs in the Cheltenham Festival, that would be the dream. Then Dela will bring you over. Yeah, I'd be telling yeah. them here. I'm just going. Uh, the November going, okay. the Doomy Grand TJ. <laughs> Number, it'll be perfect as well, yeah. Perfect. But TJ, in fairness, I know you, by the sounds of you there, I know you really enjoyed it, but you weren't as prominent on social media for a man that's not on it as your man was appearing all over the place. Uh, out with the, on, on the gallops in the morning, looking at the Willie Mullins string and pictures with Alan King and then the two Johnnies and yourself. Uh, the two boys from the, the radio, the two guest men from Care, uh, and yourself down down at the final hurdle, I think, as well. It's unbelievable how you get into these places, like uh, all your badges Special. and all that to get you in, is it? <laughs> but Dale, you, look, I like the opportunist, right? The good corner forward. You've got to be in the right place at the right time, okay? And know the right people. So the fellas that supply the balls at the end of the day, it's up to you then to put them in the back of the net. So... I went out by ferry on Sunday night with my great friend Jimmy Nolan from Dublin, who's a, an enthusiast, listens to the podcast, and he says, if you just want any opinion, ask me. He said, because I certainly know a lot that more than he do about Holland. So, Jimmy, I'll be looking for your tips there now for the rest of the season. But um, we went down to the gallops on the Monday morning because there was nobody around, and the first person we met going in was Gordon Elliott. So... We were on his shoulder the whole way down to the gallops. And he left us then and we went over to see Willie. We actually met Henry de Bramhead there. And then we were accosted by the two Johnnies to have a chat with them. So they did an interview with us. And um, we moved off then to have a bit of um, a lunch at around 2 o'clock. And then there was a bus to Tipperary fellas came into the pub that we were in. And we happened to end up singing... um, all sorts of songs at about two o'clock in the morning, but there was there was a few. Um, there was a Paul Collins and um, Tim Floyd were there as well, and we ended up taking a few quid off the boys. There. I think there was a couple of dog races, and they were saying seventeen cork, seventeen chip fillers against one cork fella. And there was one fella says, "Will you take a, Will you take a score on that fella?" I will, is it? And there was about ten of them came in behind them, 
And the first one won, but as you know, Taylor, the bookies are always win in the end. So I'll give them a little bit of a taste of what it's like to beat the Carpenters once. But the next six or seven all came my way. So yeah, Dubois told as well. He time. gave an unbelievable rendition of the banks, Taylor, that night as well. I never sing. I never ever in my they, life they sing. Told, they told me that he sing. sang the banks on Tuesday night. Huh? <laughs> it's hard to believe. Which, when did you drive home, Marco? Uh, well, Jimmy, Jimmy drove home then, and uh, we watched the we headed down to Chester on Wednesday afternoon, and we watched the races from a pub. We had a bite to eat, a lovely lunch, and then we headed for the boat at about eight o'clock. And I got into Dublin about one, and I was home for about four o'clock in the morning. And then of course, got the walk wake up call from the small little lads at about seven o'clock in the morning. So it was back to back to normal then. Got onto Paddy's day then, Mother's Day yesterday, as you can imagine now. So it's been a hard week, Dela, and then have to come onto the podcast today, like you know. So you're you're the only for that made money this week, no, Dela. You're the only for the cashing in all week long. I I know. I, I was unlucky. A, a couple of tricks he's done, and the third leg let me down twice. But you're lucky. That's the way of it. That's the yeah. way of it. It's good fun. I, I would good say fun. on the Wednesday night. On the Wednesday night, we had a great evening because there was a local horse here, the Marigas, Kathy and Kieran Marigas, are big supporters of the racing breeding game down here. So TJ said just had to get a bit of conversation out of me on Wednesday night. I was in the owners of travels with them all evening. We went to the tent across the road. We met the likes of Paul Nolan and Tony Martin and Colin Bowen, all those fellas, and then we struck into the Queen's. And like little did I know on Monday morning we were doing the the the, the podcast from the from the Queens. I did about four rooms that day, and two nights, the Tuesday night and the Wednesday night, we ended up at the Queens. And I could I knew exactly where I was going from the Monday. So we we, we had we had great we had a great couple of days, and there's a great picture out there with 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 TJ and the real wacker. In the red, the red suit, and I just think maybe Limerick and Cork. It is maybe a sign for this year. Dela, I get the picture for you, and you can and throw it up. But I was just wondering when I saw it. I was saying, to myself, "Who's the real whacker in this photograph?" Um, well, you know, Martin Brazil had two great seconds as well. Very unlucky not to come on with a winner, so we we, we won't Three. be right off the uh, <coughs> year. But uh, great stuff, lads. Uh, come on, race and Katie Tay going nicely. Uh, happy Macca. Very happy with her now. She's uh, due to come back into Patrick's after Cheltenham and the farm got a boost again over the weekend when Time for Rock got a finish behind her in Gordon Park. Won a chase over the weekend. Um, heavily punted, actually, 20s into 4s. So I suppose from that point of view, you'd have to be very happy. But again, a bit like the inter-county hullers and footballers, avoiding injury is the most important thing. She's a very, very good horse and she's a great prospect to have, I suppose, for the Command Racing Club and to be fair, we've had a huge amount of members who have renewed their membership since the 1st of March. But again, I suppose they'll be getting text messages like, try to collect the membership from the players. Don't yeah. let it run out now, lads, okay? Because you're not insured if you're playing a match and you haven't your membership paid. So go on and renew your membership. It's very easy. Just go to commandracing.ie uh, and, and there's a renew button there and get, get yourself going. If you're not in, you can't win. We can't take you to the races if you're not a member. Great stuff, boys. Sounds like sounds like a great week. Sometime I'll get back there again with you, the high rollers. Derek, I'm going to bring you We jump into the back of the Jeep with Landers there and we'd be grand. We'd yeah, yeah. We, 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 took a, we took a nice picture on course on Tuesday and we said, Marco, and we sent it on to the great Delo and we did get a warm reply back at all, so we didn't. 
<laughs> it was basically ye bollockses. <laughs> anyway, uh, Derek, thanks a million for joining us. And no get to, get thanks, Derek. And I hope mm-hmm. all the boys come back safe and sound to Waterford with nice suntans and a, a new oh. game plan ready. <laughs> uh, game plan number seven, as he'd say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff, lads. Thanks a million. Thank you. That's so, See you guys. Alliance. Supporting all 32 counties through the Alliance Leagues. A, a, a grain of rice. A, a grain of rice is going to tip the scale. Just remember that. There's a small bit of a needle there. Now, come on. Mayo, you've got to get Andy Moran into the game. We're missing one the show. We're missing one the show. Then we're no longer the whipping boys of Munster.